Welcome to the Coach and the Therapist podcast, where we discuss solutions to life's problems from two different, though related, perspectives. Each week, we pick a topic such as anxiety, depression, or weight loss and offer our views based on our training, background, and experience. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to, share, and subscribe to this podcast. For more information, head to my website at vanessachristensen.com. Hey guys, welcome back. We're super excited to talk today about habits. We were actually in the car the other day talking about it, and our daughter was in the back. We were driving to a town that was like 30 minutes away, and uh, she pipes in as we were talking back and forth about habits, and she's like, wow, this sounds like a podcast. We're like, hey, we know what we're doing about uh, next week. So um, habits. Well, first off, let's actually introduce what a habit is. Um Habits are things that you do that habits <laughs> habitually. They're things you do habitually. Yeah. Well, I, I looked up the definition. So it's behavior patterns established by frequent re- repetition. And um, that frequent repetition actually makes it to the point that you don't really actually have to think about some of the things that you do, which kind of create like habits that you don't think about. And then, um, then there's habits that we actually do want to have, and then it kind of takes a little bit of practice to get there. Um, so there's good habits and bad habits. Um, when we when we talk about habits, um, before we get into the the different types, yeah, um, the the process by which we establish habits is actually really interesting, and there's a lot of good new data on this. Um, we've talked a lot about like thoughts and those different things, um, and how those are the things that drive our behavior. Mm-hmm. But some of the neuroscience is showing much, uh, much more clearly that habits don't actually require a lot of thought. So one of the things that uh, they've been finding is that like the basal ganglia part of the brain that's not associated with conscious thought mm-hmm. um, is very much involved in the process of having cues, responses, and outcomes. And so when we when we look at it through that, it's kind of interesting, and that's how we we get to that point where we don't really have to like think about things. In fact, um, some of the people that are doing that research are saying that like a lot of the things that we do in a day, we don't actually think about at all. I used to think, <laughs> I used to think that like we just make decisions all throughout our day. Mm-hmm. But as I've learned more and more about this, I've come to realize that there's a lot of things that we're actually not even thinking about. We're just doing. Okay. So I have a perfect example of that. So coming to work. Um, we both work at the same place. And so coming to work, we, um, there was a detour that it's like the easiest way to get here is this one street and, um, and then making a couple turns and then onto this last street. Well, that last street was actually, um, blocked off because there was some road work. And this road work went on for a few weeks. I'm going to say probably about three to six weeks. I'm no, I'm pretty sure it's like more like six weeks because it's, been a while and um and then it opened up and anyway whatever the case is I, I didn't get to use we can't use that street and I had to go over one street over which is not that big of a deal it's just one street over so I got used to it and I didn't even like think about it and then the then the road opened up and guess what I kept missing that road I kept going to the road over even though it had opened up the detour had ended and because mindlessly, I just drove to the street that I repeatedly was going on for like the last six weeks. So um, that's very true. So I think that repetition in action is actually the important part about habits from what I've been reading. Um, so 
Well, and it, it comes down to, in some ways, like the idea of shortcuts. Um, our, our brain loves to take shortcuts yes. and just save time. And so when it comes to habit, essentially what the brain is doing is saying, like, I don't really need to think about this anymore. I can just do it. I don't have to spend the time thinking about it. Um, in fact, some of the only thinking that occurs is really at the end of it, the reward. So I had the same kind of thing with uh, with driving that route. And I would drive past the street that we would normally take. And then after a little while, I go like, wait, why did I do that? Or is that what I want? Why am I, this is going to take me a little bit longer than it should. And I'll have that thought, but it's well after I've already passed the street right. and on my way to on my way to the office. So it's kind of interesting how we don't really have to think about things anymore. The brain loves those shortcuts. And we only really think about it afterwards. Right. Actually, that um, that's actually I have on my notes where it's like that's actually why good habits, things that we actually want to include, um, why it's actually harder to do those good habits versus just the shortcuts because that's what our mind does. They It wants to conserve our body and our mind and to just have shortcuts. So um, that's why actually adding something that is a little bit more like of good habits like that we like put time in. intensive and unpleasant yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so um but like i mentioned the more that we do it the more repetitive it is the more that our mind and our body is just like oh this is just what we do right um so some things to mention that are good habits that like we don't really think about it is brushing our teeth right before we go to bed although when you have little kids like and they're tired or when we're tired there's that conserving energy and your body's like, no, it's okay. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you can just go straight to it. And that's how we kind of tend to then fall into more of like the bad habits of like, if we don't brush our teeth and nothing really bad does happen immediately, right? Our body's like, go for it. It's okay. Keep going in that direction. Yeah. And I, I don't know that we meant to get into this part of it, but that's actually one of the things that makes bad habits so much easier to develop is we we get the reward immediately. Yeah. You know, so if I if I look at like exercise, I go, hey, exercise is great and that's cool, but you know, six months later I'm gonna actually see any benefit. Right. Whereas eating a donut, yeah. like I'm getting that right now. That dopamine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's right. So in my bad list, my bad habits list, I put overeating, drinking, sweets after meals, just snacking. These are some of the like things that kind of are like, yeah, those immediate response, those immediate rewards of dopamine that um, come. Um, watching TV, um, any type of like things that are pleasure before work, right? Yeah. And so some of those things, you know, before we have people start to send nasty comments by themselves are not awful, right? You know, you can, you can have a sweet every now and again and, yeah. and it's fine. Right. It's when you really begin to mindlessly Right. develop these habits that you then actually can't break out of. Right. Well, that brings the whole um, idea of like the difference between, because um, sometimes a good habit can then become, if it's fear-based, right? This is definitely much more in the psychology realm of the therapy world, but um, that some good habits of like doing, like cleaning your hands or um or any type of things that you feel like, oh, it's a good outcome to have. Um, when we have our mind then does it overboard, um, it then becomes an obsession type of things as well. So um, anything overdone, it can become a problem. So that's why I put overeating. Eating's great. We need it to survive. 
but the over part is the bad part. Sweets are great to have. And like, well, I shouldn't say great to have, but it's a good part of life. I like them. <laughs> but it's when you have to have that sweet because it's just this habitual kind of thing. And, um, well, it's so, and so what kind of happens is, you know, like what you'll do is you'll be in a place where you'll say like, oh, I'm doing pretty good and things are fine. And, you know, like I'll just, yeah, I'll just have a chocolate bar for lunch. Right. You know, like that's, that's not a big deal. Like, Why are you fine. having a chocolate bar for lunch? <laughs> I, I'm saying it's a Snickers bar. Like, no, we're from, we're from no. like the 1980s. It really satisfies you. Stop. Probably should get like some kind of endorsement for that statement. But no. uh, you get what you get that, that one candy bar though for lunch, just thinking, oh, it's not a big deal. But then the next time, next week you're having it like twice. And then the week after that, you're having it like three times. And it, and it just gets to the point where now you're just eating nothing but candy bars for lunch. Right. And, you know, now you're eating two or three because it really doesn't satisfy you. So. Like those those things creep in slowly, but get worse and worse over time. Yeah. Um, so I I'm very much a habit person. You know that about me. Uh, where I there are certain things where I, for some reason I like to have peanut butter and honey on a tortilla, like for lunch, and like. But then when I realize when I am have become into too much of a habit on that, I purposely actually say I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> And it's like, so that I don't get into this kind of like this thing of like where it becomes so much that I can't not have the peanut butter and the honey. So, um, yeah, those are, that's the, but that's just something that I know about myself that I kind of try to go around and do those type of things. So, well, and it goes into what we were talking about in the car a little bit too, of how, what you're doing is you're actually trying to make that process more mindful you mm-hmm. know instead of just having that automatic neurological pathway right. you're trying to actually question it and be aware of it and the cues and the things that are driving you to that behavior instead of just letting it dominate your life right right okay so um so why don't we keep good habits we've already sort of covered that a little bit um the easy route is usually it conserves energy that's usually what your mind is what is it's trying to do is just to conserve energy and shortcuts just finding shortcuts um type of thing so and also um we're one that i've come up with that i feel is that i've seen in my life and i think i've seen in some of my clients but also just in general is that we are look usually looking for a finish line for good habits you know it's like okay I want this in my life. And so therefore you're like, once I get there, yay, I'm done. And then we're like, now I can relax. And then we go back to just our old ways of shortcuts and things like, because it's hard work to actually introduce certain things. So um, having a finish line um, with our good habits, it's actually kind of makes it have us to not keep those good habits. So if we look at it as just part of our everyday life, that good habits are just this one good habit that we want to introduce, it's just going to be for the rest of our life, um, then it's it actually becomes part of a life and it actually, the end result is that it's just, it's a good outcome to have and it's a thing that you've added now to to your life. Yeah, the problem with, uh, the problem with habits is that they they don't really go away ever. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a bad habit to to do something, then that pathway in your brain is always there. Mm-hmm. And all it really takes is a moment of stress or difficulty for that pathway to like come back up and say, hey, I know what to do. I know how to deal with this. 
And then you'll be more likely to follow that path, where if you have a reason to always stay on the other path, then you'll be much more likely to adhere to it. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why um, like Alcoholics Anonymous works, Mm -hmm. is because you change your habits um, and you you get new routines that allow you to overcome the, the negative patterns. But unless you have like a reason attached to it, like a belief in a higher power or something like that, in those moments of stress, you're more likely to go back to it. Yeah. But when you have that belief in like a higher power or whatever it is that that you're holding on to, in that moment of stress, you turn to that mm-hmm. and then that can help you to stay on that path. Okay. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, something that you were just saying kind of reminded me of um, the other part that I think that why we don't keep good habits is that when we do tend to slip up or have those stressors show up, it's like an all or nothing. Well, I guess I failed. So it's might as well just give up and just keep going with the shot of dopamine of that, those sweets or whatever. Um, the other part, the other bullet point that I have here is that um, I we get sidetracked, right? So uh, good habits or introducing like a good habit, um, again, we, we kind of like get sidetracked. And so um, the difference between someone who's pro at something versus an amateur is that they are really hyper-focused on trying to get like certain habits in their life to get better at like say golfing or basketball or whatever um, a, versus an amateur that just does it willy-nilly and like here and there and sometimes like they have fun with it and sometimes they don't focus on it. So um, getting sidetracked is one of those things and actually not being very consistent on on that habit. Um, and also, I guess, the whole thing of, um, yeah, the all or nothing. I think that's one of the things that I see a lot in my life is that, like, with anything, it's like, for me, it's like trying to create a, a good schedule of um, adding things that are hard <laughs> in my life, which is doing... Uh, you know, just a consistent of like schedule. And so when I fail on that schedule, I don't meet a mark on it. Um, or, you know, I don't, don't really want to use the word fail, but if I don't meet a mark on like my schedule and then I'm like, Oh, well, I guess that's out the window. So just throw in all these other things or might as well just relax or those type of things. So, um, the all or nothing kind of attitude, um, again, finish line sort of idea of um, it's it's not just an end point. It's really just consistently being there. Yeah, and you bring up an idea of why it's hard to maintain habits sometimes and what we do to sabotage ourselves. Mm-hmm. It, it always is amazing to me how often we, we rationalize or justify in our minds when we slip or when we make a mistake. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, like, okay, I'll try to keep my schedule and I've got, I've got this all laid out and planned out. And then, you know, you don't do something on your, on your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mind starts to say things like, well, see, you've blown it. So now right. the rest of the day is shot too. Right. Where if you actually just say, okay, so I screwed up for a second, like I'll get back on track. Then the rest of your day is like still salvaged. Right. But people sabotage themselves so much by believing because they fell short. Mm-hmm that now it's all hopeless and they're back to square one. Right. When in reality, like, you're so far from square one. Right. 
that uh, it, it's an interesting you can't even see that you've actually made progress right. and you just think you're right back to it. Well, and there it comes back to how you talk to yourself, you know, and like um, also just the narrative that's in your head of like, yeah, might as well just give up. You're a failure. You gave up. You didn't do it perfectly. So might as well just be who you are, <laughs> you know, like just give up. Um, so, yeah, I um, one thing to kind of just be aware of, which I think leads into the next part really well, is that the mind is messy. It's not, it's not just so easy to be like, okay, I'm going to do this habit. This is what I want. This is the outcome that I want. And so I know these are the things I need to do and it's going to be easy. Um, it's, it's very messy. It's up and down. And, um, the idea is though, if you, if you persevere and are a little bit in the on the consistent side, you get better at it. And so whatever you practice, you you get good at. So um, and that goes also with bad habits. So uh, we going back to the jelly donut or whatever versus the hard work and exercise. Um, if you say you're going to do something, but then give in to the jelly donut and that's what you consistently do. You're going to get really good at giving into that jelly donut versus the, the work and working out in six months and having that outcome, uh, which is very interesting because after six months, it does become more of a routine, more of a habit type of thing. And you do get better, like your muscles get better. The, the things that you were first trying to accomplish beginning in that exercise gets better. And then what's really interesting though, is that then you can make new markers and then continue on in that sense. Um, but whatever you continue to do, you get good at everything you practice um, on a regular day, you get good at. And that also is some of those habits that are easy to keep that might be holding you back on, on other things. Um, so how do we actually keep good habits going? Um, I have some thoughts. I've already talked about uh, the consistency one, but how are we consistent? Uh, one of the things that I do is to set reminders. I just put things in my schedule and um, I have... I mean, most of us all have smartphones or some kind of watch or smartwatch or some kind of computer and that sends off um, reminders. And um, But be mindful of those reminders. If you have a reminder for every single thing, you'll probably start ignoring them. <laughs> you'll get really good at ignoring them if you ignore them. Um, so having a reminder though, um, it has helped me to be consistent, especially with things that I'm trying to add into my life that's new, that isn't just already a habit. And some of that also goes to reminding yourself of why you're doing it in the first place. Oh, yeah, that's on my list as well. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that actually helps people to really make the effort to create new habits is when they have a they have a reason why they have to do it. Yeah. Um, like in my family, I watch as my... Over time, I watched my uh, my uncles all come down with Alzheimer's and ultimately pass away from related complications. My mother was the same thing, and so I, when I look at her side of the family, I say, "Like, oh my gosh! Like, out of five siblings, right. you know, every one of them had Alzheimer's. Uh, I think all of them did, <laughs> but but the majority of them for sure had Alzheimer's. And I look at them and I go, like, oh my gosh! Like, my odds have got to be super high for having this. Right. Then I need to actually, if I want to know who my kids are." you know, and remember my, my life and things, then I need to 
be healthier. Like I need to eat fish, you know, and I don't like fish. I hate fish, (laughs) but sorry for the fish lovers, but like, I don't like fish, but I'm going to have to eat fish in order to be able to like help my mind to be more healthy. Right. So that, that is an important thing that starts us on the path of getting new habits. But if I forget that, or I stop thinking about that, then it makes it a lot harder for me to remember why I'm doing it. And then I'll be more likely to justify the reasons why I shouldn't do it. Right. So that heavier why of, of wanting to be around for your kids actually becomes that reward and that reminder of that. Yeah. I was just smiling because kids are awesome, but sometimes they're not. (laughs) (laughs) They probably say the same thing about us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that heavier reason of why you need to do the good habit is, um, which actually reminds me of going back to like why I actually changed my thinking around food and everything of it being the enemy versus like how to being nutritious and everything was when I was pregnant with our first child. And I call that the miracle of like how it helped me change the way that I thought about food and uh, things. You're smiling again. What, what kind of thing are you I'm, saying? Just, no, it just reminds me of the, uh, of the steak and butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't bring that up. <laughs> Yeah, that was the uh, that was the turning point. All I had to do was cook a steak and in in some butter on the stove, and you're like, mm, that, that smells really good. I think I, I know. That's that. when I quit being a vegetarian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While I was pregnant, I have to. There was hormones involved. Okay, um, then the last one that actually I would say that I believe is the one that has kept me pretty consistent is that um, having someone as a buddy, a buddy system, um, being accountable with one other person, I think is very helpful or a group of people as well. Uh, for me, it has worked with just one individual. I've like, uh, I think I've mentioned this before here and there. I'm not quite sure on the podcast if I have, but um, I get up every day. Um, well, Monday through Saturday. I do too. I get up every day. Stop it. <laughs> so I mean, I get up at 4.45 in the morning. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, to get ready for my day. And I go uh, between three to five miles of uh, walking and running and um, outside. And we live in the Midwest, which sometimes that sucks in the winter time to do that. Now, I do have some boundaries if it's less, if it's the windshield is less than negative 10. Um, and also if it's going to give me frostbite and I can't do it um, bundled up or if there's freezing rain, <laughs> then I don't go on our five miles, three to five miles. Um, and I've been doing that with 10 years and I've been doing it with the same person for 10 years. So, um, and we just, even when we've moved, we find a way to make sure that we meet up and we do it. So I know though, that if I didn't have her as uh, texting me in the morning get, saying, nope, it's not negative 10, you can do this, or me saying like, nope, we can do this, or um, that little buddy system, it's kind of accountable to someone else. It's been very helpful to me. So um, any really good habit, especially like a big one that you're needing help with, um, the having a buddy system, and, and we've talked about this as well, like that's actually kind of how like um, alcohol anonymous is that what it's called? Yeah, Sorry. they call them sponsors. Sponsors, yeah. Um, the general, a generic term for it is just an accountability partner. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that is the three ways. I, consistency with some reminders. Um, 
having a heavy reward or a heavy, sorry, a heavy reason why as your reward. Um, and then also a buddy system. Those are the three that I came up that I think are helpful for, um, for having, um, good habits. Yeah. Those will, those things will help us to be able to, um, kind of stay consistent with things. Uh, I think it's also important just to reiterate though, that when, whenever you're trying to develop a habit, you're, you're fighting against your, your brain. Yeah. You know, your, your brain is Absolutely. programmed. You're trying to make a change into it. It's not, it's not the easiest thing to do. Nope. Um, and so you, you really have to kind of recognize that part of the process is just repeated failure. Um, you know, you're going to you're gonna go into an, an old neural pathway. I used to describe this to people like, imagine that you are, you know, you're walking through the forest and you come across a meadow. Um, and there is a really well-worn path mm-hmm. that you can go through. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's going to take that path because it's the easiest way to get through all of the tall grass. Right. Now, if you said at some point like, hey, you know what? Turns out there's rattlesnakes on that path. Right. I can't take that path anymore, but I really want to get through this meadow. You're going to have to go through, you're going to have to like get a new meadow or a new path through that meadow, and it's going to be hard to do. Right. And the first few times that you try to go down it, it's going to be really difficult. And mm-hmm. it's going to take a long time before that actually, that new path is beat down enough that it's as easy to go through as right. the other one. Yeah, and there's gonna be times where it's gonna you're, the other path's gonna look really appealing and really easy, and you're gonna want to go down that. Yeah. So when we when we're creating new habits, we're basically doing that same thing with our brain. We have a pathway that's really easy to go down, and we're saying like, nope, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go chart a new course. I'm gonna get through this in a different way, and that just takes time and it's difficult. And that other path can be really appealing. Hence, why it's important to remember that there's rattlesnakes on the path because <laughs> <laughs> because you want to remember why you're trying to create this new path in the in the first place. Right. Um, so that's where uh, that's where I think people just need to remember that and kind of keep that in mind is that when you're trying to develop that, it's, it's normal to struggle and to sometimes fail and slip back into old habits. Right, which comes back to the number one emotion that I always, every single time, come back to, having like that compassion for yourself in the journey and, um, and how you speak to yourself in the process of anything really. Um, and part of that is to also be, see the big, be the, see the big picture. So yeah. So you didn't get out on that walk like three times, like you wanted to, but you got out there once. That's great. So next week, do it again still go for those three times or whatever, or every day, whatever that you're trying to do. Um, that habit consistently, the bigger picture, if you're still doing it daily or weekly or whatever it is that you're working on, that's still consistency better than what it was before that you weren't. So the idea there is that, um, and I was actually talking to this to my walking partner because, um, she also does other exercise type things, but she sometimes gets stuck on, oh, I didn't do it today. That sucks. And like, it kind of ruins her day kind of thing. And I'm like, you have to look at the big picture. You're still doing it like four times more this week. And you did it like already this many times. Sometimes it's okay to give your body a rest. And so her whole fear though is, but if I don't do it, then I'm going to not do it tomorrow. And so I'm like, okay, but here's the big picture. So it's not an end result. It's just the journey and consistently you're still doing it. So that actually, again, gives that compassion to the, to the mind of like, 
it's not all or nothing. It's okay. Just keep going. Yeah, and and going back to the to the meadow analogy, you just because you or just when you've walked through that new path once or twice, it doesn't look like you've accomplished a whole lot. Yeah, and it doesn't really feel like it, but you get credit for that. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you go down that path, you're beating down those right. bushes. Right, you're creating that new pathway, and so a lot of times people, when they then go back to the old one, they go like, ah, oh, see, I. You know, I, I now I have to start all over. Right. Well, no, you don't. You have created that new path. Right. It just has to continue to get beaten down before it becomes habitual. Yeah, that's why I come back to like how thoughts are really important in the sense of, again, you can do this. It's okay. It's the journey. It's not all or nothing. And so be kind to yourself with those habits. They can, they can actually be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. If you want to learn more about some of these things, you can always go to um, our website at covenantfamilysolutions.com. And uh, also, if you'd like to get life coached by me, you can uh, reach me at uh, www.vanessachristensen.com on the life coach tab and for a free consultation to see if we're a good fit. And we will see you guys next time. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.